0: three two one from down in the dirty bird oh my goodness gracious the only mustard buzzard podcast on the planet this is buzzard Dream. here are your hosts ben milam and patrick mcgee episode of Buzzardry, post-game Alabama week review. We're going to talk about all of, of that. Do you want to quickly mention, if you have not listened to the most recent recorded episode, uh, we got to talk to Bradley Warshour, and um, that's my favorite episode we've done so far. That was a great conversation. It's mostly conference realignment, so if if you feel like you're behind um, on Maybe where Southern Miss stands, or where some of those uh, rumblings might be leading. That was a lot of good info in that uh, from Bradley, and um, again, just a great conversation. So be sure to check that out. My name is Ben Milam Here with my partner Patrick McGee. Patrick, how you doing?
1: Doing all right. I, I just wanted to say one of those rumblings we talked about, like the Big Twelve. That was the thing for like 15 hours, and then. <laughs> yeah. That Baylor site said. I'm oh, just kidding. U.S.M. and Tulane are not in the Big Twelve mix. They just like contacted the league or something. But it was fun to talk about. You know, I even put out like a 16 team or a 16 team Big Twelve schedule. And uh, actually, a couple of people were making fun of like a Tulane. He was making fun of me for uh, for doing
0: that. But yeah, it was fun for a little while. It was, and that's <laughs> that's just the nature of this uh, of the beast. Is you know. <laughs> um, you know all the different rumors and and where they might lead and all the different places that can go, uh, but yeah, it was it was kind of funny to see how mad that made two lane fans um, <laughs> to hear their name mentioned alongside us, and undoubtedly there will be more uh, that kind of stuff. Though it, it does seem to be uh, progressing at least the Sun Belt discussion and uh, you know we we could hear something official on that um, within within the next month is is the indication from some places so we will keep an eye on that with y'all three fourteen final score you know that to me mostly um what i expected in that game uh, some really tough spots in that but i i thought some positives um, that we could talk about but yeah first impressions uh, for that game yesterday yeah, well, you
1: know they have that saying in baseball that's that's baseball. Whenever something weird happens in baseball, whenever you play Alabama and you lose badly, which most teams playing Alabama do, it's like that's Bama. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: that's accurate.
1: So um, yeah, I mean it went about uh, how I think everybody expected it was going to go. Um, you know, just you know nitpicking. I, I kind of wish they weren't going to get to sixty, but I mean I, I had a feeling they were going to get to fifty plus. I was hoping we could keep them out of sixty, but they got to sixty three. Um, but uh, offensively. I mean, you had the highest yards per play out of um, – highest yards per play out of the two previous FBS – or that of the three FBS games we played. Troy, South Allen, Alabama, at 3.7 yards per play. So even uh, without adjusting for opponent, that was the best. Um, we played offensively um, against FBS competition. So you had that. Um, then, yeah. So, I mean, you, you saw some things, particularly in the offense of the ball, that uh, give you hope in into conference play. But, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously um, Alabama <laughs> – uh, they're really good, and, uh, you know, they're going to be a championship contender just like they are pretty much every year, and uh, I think the result was what everybody kind of expected.
0: Bryce Young, 20 for 22, with 313 yards, five touchdowns, QBR of 98.6, and was I think he only had one incompletion in the first half. Um, I thought one of the things Coach Hall said in the postgame was pretty telling, you know, that, Bryce Young is is a great, you know, freshman QB. He's going to have a great career just like every other uh, Alabama quarterback because they just, you know, you just reload, and um, he he will be a Heisman contender uh, if not this year, you know, next year uh, for sure because he is unbelievably talented. And so not a whole lot of uh, just shocking result um, overall in that game. Some of the positives that I saw on offense you mentioned – uh, but I felt like the playbook was a little more open. You saw some of those more intermediate things uh, that we haven't seen or at least didn't see against Troy. Um, the those seam routes by Grayson Gunner. We've seen maybe a couple instances of those, but not uh, not hit and and be and have been successful uh, as they were. Three catches for sixty-one yards for Grayson Gunner, and so um, excited to see him and just the tight end position in the passing game maybe open up more as keys gets more familiar with the playbook. Uh, I thought Chandler Pittman looked great. And, you know, we've talked about how there, there is, um, there's been a lack of a big time playmaker, um, that can really open up the offense. And it, it might be Pittman. Cause he gets, I think it was seven total touches. Yeah.
1: I was watching a little bit of the film this morning and, um, he, yeah, he, they had him kind of motion a lot, um, playing a lot of snaps. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, you're really kind of already seeing Hall has his handprint on the uh, on the roster with uh, uh, Keys and Pittman, and I think Richard was a uh, Hall commit, I believe as mm-hmm. well. So, I mm-hmm. mean, yeah, you're already kind of seeing that um, Hall roster taking shape uh,
0: just in year one. So, so I I would expect. Pittman to be a guy that that continues to get more touches um Rashard had a great catch out of the backfield for a first down uh Frank Gore Jr that you know nine carries seven total yards just there there just was zero room to run uh you know you didn't get really any push against Troy that was one of the big things that was talked about um was was that the line play was not good enough last week and you're not going to see a huge jump, um, against, against Alabama. And so they're just, yeah, there just wasn't a whole lot of room to run really anywhere. Uh, keys does have 12 carries 41 yards. Thought he made some good decisions on the ground.
1: Yeah, that was, that was something that surprised me just the amount of times that they ran keys. because mm-hmm. there was
0: one play early on where I really thought
1: like he maybe had a, like a shoulder type injury. He was down for a little while and he got back up. Right. It, may, it may not have been a shoulder, it may have been something else. So, um, But, uh, yeah, they were kind of aggressive in using keys on the ground. Uh, Getting back to Pittman, I was listening to the the call-in show. He was saying something about uh, the vision for Pittman was kind of like a a Tracy Lampley-type haul, Mm -hmm. kind of like a uh, running back-receiver kind of hybrid. So I think that's the uh, the vision for uh, Pittman kind of this year and long term. Uh, But, yeah, uh, they did, you know, keys, double-digit carries uh, on the ground. That was a little bit surprising. But he did, he made, I was just, he had like a 19-yard run uh, on a, a scrambling. It wasn't a design run. Um, right. but he had maybe another kind of decent chunk play uh, with his legs. So, yeah, you saw some of that athleticism last night, even against those four- and five-star uh,
0: type talents for Alabama. You, I mean, 82 yards, 33 33 carries on the ground, that's not great. But you had negative one rushing yards last week against Troy. Again, a good defense, but it's not Alabama, and so you – there is, I think, improvement offensively. You mentioned, you know, that's the most points you've scored offensively against an FBS team. Scored two TDs this week um, or yesterday, and you didn't score one touchdown or even get in the red zone against Troy. Getting in there twice a go two for two with two touchdowns. So there, there are certainly silver linings to me. Um, the execution was better in large part, and – to your point about, you know, the, the handprint of, of Hall's guys just kind of immediately making an impact, I think I think you start to see, or to me, to me, this, yes, this offense has been bad. And, you know, Hall has, has said that. That's no secret. But some of these guys that, that maybe just, you know, haven't been here long enough to really have a full grasp of the playbook, I think as you – just I think every week you're going to see improvement uh, from a guy like Chandler Pittman that you saw and and of course with ty Keyes, the more familiar he gets uh, the talent is obviously there as we've we've talked about I, I think this this offense does have a higher ceiling than most offense that offenses that are so bad through the first four games uh, because of that lack of familiarity and uh, just because of the inexperience there's a there is a lot of inexperience um, on both sides of the ball. I think Hall said 23 underclassmen on the two deep, um, which is, you know, that's a lot, uh, especially in year one uh, where you're trying to put in, put in a completely new system. Um, Thought the defense, defense was better than maybe the box score indicates, you know, yes, you give up 63, but that, I mean, that's going to be, um, one of the better offenses in the country, I think. Just they are just oozing with talent. Um, I mean, believable. probably the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good chance to be the best. Yeah, if, if it, were, it was probably like top five. Yes, or so. yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Malik Schwartz, uh, another great game. Saw him. They they blitzed him out of the safety position a lot. And um, he yeah, had that pick. I mean, that was. Yeah, the, I mean, the, the guy technique. dropped it, but the, or the guy bobbled it, but yeah. he did get that pick. so it was nice. Yeah, and, and defensively, I think you were relative um well uh, most of most of those plays you were in position I think those those big plays um really just the whole game I, I felt like the defense was in good position and those big plays that they did have you were just beat by you know five-star future pro bowler and mm-hmm. that's you know that yeah, that's not something you can really hang your head about. Um, still feel like this defense is going to be uh, good enough to keep us in a lot of games, and um, thought, yeah, thought we were competitive defensively. Uh, thought that front four played pretty well, uh, considering uh, Josh Carr has another sack. And um, but yeah, again, you, you know you have um, specifically. I'm thinking of you blitz Jay Stanley out of the safety spot and have Bryce Young dead to rights for a sack. And he just, he makes a great move and Mm steps up in the pocket and, you know, throws for a 20 something yard pass for a first down. I think that was a third down too. lose third and nine. Um, And so it was, there were just a lot of those type of plays where you just, you know, you, you just tip your cap and say that, you know, they just made a better play. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not that we were out of position or the scheme was bad, which, which, to me, has been the case uh, for a lot of the defensive struggles, you know, in the past four or five years, although that, you know, you know, there are a few years where that defense was really good. But I think that's encouraging, especially going into conference play. Um, I I think you are – I think it opened as Rice being favored by three. Yes. Um, But you you really feel like you uh, have a good chance to win that game and start conference play 1-0. Um, so, uh, yeah, so you kind of have to squint a little bit, uh, to see the positives, but they're there to me, you know, I, that, to me, that game is not just a complete wash. Oh, we, you know, we just, we got our tails kicked and, and that's it. Um, I, I thought there were some good things to take away.
1: Yeah. And there was another, there was another play that at the end of the uh, first half or, uh, well, first of all, they, they, I mean, not that it would have changed the game, but there should have been a delay game on that last. Touchdown mm-hmm. in the first half because Saban was actually like screaming. I could see him screaming, trying to get get the playoff. But there was one they threw it to the running back, and the running back matter her, got missed, and just one of those plays. Like you know, you're not gonna see those kind of moves against you know Rice or UTSA. or you know not that UTSA is a good team, but they're not. Al- <laughs> they're not Alabama, obviously. No, no. Um. So yeah, uh, just uh, Alabama, the out talent. Pretty much everybody and you know you saw some of those kind of plays where you're close to making them but they're just kind of out athlete out athlete you because they're four and five stars you know i was looking later in the game i was just seeing the um the recruiting profiles of some of those guys that they had like late in the game and like those like yep so this is the scout team in for alabama now and it's like a five-star guy from a couple years ago i mean it's basically like five-star guys that didn't totally pan out and that's their death Right. So
0: The number one player in Georgia or something like that is, yeah. is the third string. Yeah, and
1: they had some guy that got a um, quarterback hurry on keys, and he was like a five-star guy in 2017, like one of the top, maybe number one or number two defensive end in the country room was Croton Class, and he just didn't totally pan out, but they just, yeah, we're going to put this five-star guy in and, uh, in garbage time cause just just because we can. So, I mean, yeah, even their third string, you know, the guys that are playing in the fourth quarter, that they would be at minimum a top ten team and probably – Top five to seven uh, type team. So, yeah,
0: yeah, and, and you go back to you know even one of the if you want a, a another comparison of of the gap for a team like Alabama, you know, playing a, a conference USA school, you go back to that fifty six nothing game uh, between UAB and Georgia. And UAB is going to have a you know a, a, have another great chance to win the, win the division and compete for the conference. And so the gap is, is just massive. I um, yeah. don't think that can be understated. And so that's another reason that, you know, this, this game is, um, it matters, you know, because you would, you would love to be able to compete against everyone you play, but realistically, especially where we are right now, uh, it, it's, you know, that, that is not, um, just, uh, a result I think you're super disappointed about. And, uh, yeah, and, and as Coach Hall said, now you move into a brand-new season. Uh, you go to Rice this weekend, and um, that'll set the tone in a lot of ways, I think, for conference play. Um, so, that, yeah, that's a big one. Um, special teams, not as good. Uh, yeah, I mean, well,
1: I mean, the punting kept on. Also, there's yes. one
0: Alabama fan, like, on Twitter, that
1: was commenting, like, yeah, Southern Miss, they got a great punter. I was like, yeah. Um, so, you know, the punting, uh, I didn't see what the net average was, but, um, you know, but yeah, I mean, obviously they had the two, um, the two kickoff returns. It was a transfer from Ohio State. I can't remember the guy's name. It was, uh, like, uh, Jameel Williams. Williams, I think.
0: Yeah. Which he was, and he was a third string guy at Ohio State. Um, Jameson Williams. Jameson um, Williams.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he was a four-star guy. At Ohio. I looked him up last night. It's just like, you know, we talked about Alabama and Georgia. Ohio, you know, the, he's transferred in from Ohio State. Ohio State's basically about the same in terms of just right. recruiting and you know, all these blue-chip players. I mean, you really have Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, maybe throw Clemson in there most years in terms of just the, uh, the roster uh, talent. But, yeah, that, I mean, that guy, um, you know, he's a big playmaker and uh you ran those two kick ba- kickbacks uh and that really got the crowd into it uh pretty early on just you know the first play of the game uh run it back a 100 yards or whatever it was uh got everybody up in a uh, up in a frenzy there so yeah
0: yes um so yeah we will obviously break down that Rice game um in further detail Wednesday night hopefully we'll have that out by Wednesday night but um. Yeah, uh, I, I think there's some things you can hang your hat on and, and look to improve um, for sure. And I, and I really did think, you know, it, it was hard maybe to see it just because of the talent you were facing. But I thought the offensive line played a little bit better. Um, and maybe some of that was, was Keys, you know, just um, Just getting more comfortable pre-snap and, and making some of those checks. Um, but thought thought they were in better position. And yes, you know, got beat majority of the time, but uh, again, that's, you know, to be expected at this point.
1: Yeah. Um, what was, uh, so we, what was the, against Troy, was like nine sacks, 16 tackles mm-hmm. for loss. So Bama had, like, two sacks. And, uh, let's see, they had six tackles for loss. I mean, you know, it's, it's I mean, yeah. so no, that's a lot better than it was last week. Uh, against a uh, you know a lot better uh, defensive front than Troy. I mean Troy's got a good defense front, but again you know when you're comparing yes. to Alabama's, it's just uh, apples and oranges as they like to say. So
0: yeah, maybe you know Alec, Alabama probably was not quite as aggressive to get into the backfield as Troy was, but I, I do think that's another positive you right. can take right. out of it. Um, is that when they did because they did send some blitzes and uh, you saw some of those similar things you saw against Troy, and I thought we handled them better uh than we did and so if if that that unit continues to improve week to week um i I think you feel a lot better i think this ceiling for this offense is again i I don't think it's that low i think it's really high and you know maybe the floor is really low but um I, i do think there is uh the pieces are there and as you improve in the understanding i think this this offense has a chance to be competitive and with the defense playing as well as as well as it is you feel good about um, a lot of those conference games on the schedule and I think you know the, the expectation probably is, is you know still for win four or five more games and you feel really good um, it's it's not compete for a conference championship um, but uh, those are the positives I took out of it and you know any any uh, it, it was kind of like the first half of the Kentucky game. In 16, you know, that was so bad. Yeah. It was just, it was just a full game of that, of, of, you know, just very depressing. Uh, I was, me and my brother were sitting with, um, a bunch of Alabama fans on the home side. And so that was, um, that was pretty depressing and, you, you know, just kind of sitting there thinking about the gap and is this ever, you know, are we ever going to be competitive against, um, you know, high level teams like this. And, uh, so it, you <laughs> Those are the positives, and they're obviously the negatives. Um, and, you know, it was discouraging in a lot of ways. But, again, I, I think the, tra- the trajectory the trajectory is upward, um, at least from what I saw from the offense. And, and that will be tested against Rice. You know, can you do that on the road? Like it's a, in a very different environment <laughs> um, and, and consistently improve. So um, that, that obviously remains to be seen. But they'll go back to work on Tuesday and um, no real serious injuries that, that I'm aware of.
1: Yeah, Taj Sykes went out. I, I don't. I didn't hear anything about. I don't. Can't remember if he went back in. I think or... he.
0: I, I'm almost positive he went back in okay. late in the game. Unless I just unless that is a. That's a mistake. Uh, I was kind of far away, but yeah. thought I saw him go back yeah, back no, in. And no. He didn't look didn't look like a serious thing when he right. went off. Um, but um, in large part, way healthy, so that's a big plus as well. So now Or you... or just one more thing before we get yeah, yeah, sure. um
1: just talking about like being competitive against the top teams mm-hmm. in the country or whatever, you know, a lot of people are saying, Well, should we even be playing Alabama anymore? So we can talk about that a little I mean, should USN be playing Alabama three times a decade, uh like we or I mean I, I said on Twitter last night I like that we're kinda of mixing up the bye games, you know, you go to Miami twenty two, Florida State twenty three and Ohio State twenty four. And really the only top ten recruiter out of those is um Ohio State and that's no opponent. Um, and a fun venue, so right. Uh, you know, you're you're mixing up the bad game. so I mean, I, th- I I get Alabama. They they have probably they give the biggest checks mm-hmm. almost. Um, there was a graphic um that was posted by USA Today. It was like the biggest guarantee checks, and it was Alabama had two of them. Maybe A and M had one or so. Yeah, and you know, there's really no not much cost of going to Tuscaloosa. you just kind of taking a bus trip. It's not like flying sure, to Miami sure. or Columbus. So. But, yeah, I mean, that was, uh, you know, it's tough to play Alabama where it's really tough for anybody to be uh, competitive up there. But, yeah, I mean, you are mixing up the bye games in the next couple of years. Yeah, which
0: I like. And I, and I, I hope to see that um, continue maybe some more, um, some Big 12 ACC-type games uh, in the future. I think, I mean, the non-conference schedule is pretty, pretty full.
1: Yeah, McLean said something on the inside, uh, or maybe on Eagle Hour, one of those two where he was saying uh, they basically are booked through 29. I mean, not all of those games are now. Yeah, Inc. isn't drawn the contract, but it sounds like they're pretty much full. Um,
0: and say if you move to the Sun Belt, some of those spots are going to open up. you know. You yeah, I was just saying today, uh, you're like going to
1: nuke some of those Troy contracts if that happens. So, right. yeah. So, we'll see.
0: We will. And next year's non-conference should be a oh. lot of fun. Yes, yep. So that's pretty much all I have. Um, do have uh, or will have an article out soon that's posted on Big Gold Nation. Um, if you're a BGN subscriber, kind of breaking down the game, so check that out. Um, some really good games in Conference USA this weekend. It was, it was a good weekend for the league, I thought.
1: Um, so yeah, you have it pulled up, so we can go through them. Uh, so we talked about our game then. Uh, Air Force FAU, uh, yeah, that's a future AAC matchup possibly. But um, <laughs> uh, Air Force won big. Uh, I didn't really have a chance to follow that at all. Um, but Air Force three and one, so they got a pretty good team, I guess. FAU, I think, because they had beaten Georgia Southern, who actually just fired their coach today, right? Um, and they had beaten for them. but they had. I mean, they've done okay. They're two and one. Uh, they lost to Florida, so they've done about how you would expect, but yeah, not a good uh, result
0: in that, so. Um, what were you going to say? Well, I was just going to go to the next one. Indiana, Western, Kentucky. Um, really a game, you know, that uh, they maybe should have won. Can, I mean, it came down to the wire, only lost by two. 33-31. Um, that, was, that was that was closer than I expected. Um, Western, I think, has a really good team, and you know maybe will compete for the division as well. There's a there's a lot of parity in, in the conference, um, in both divisions, really. Uh, um, you know, Some of these pre-conference uh, yeah. results are indicators of that.
1: Yeah, it was 30. I, I was driving back, but I was following a little bit. It was 33-24, and I guess they got a touchdown late. But we've talked about uh, WKU. They kind of have a big passing attack yeah. um, with all these guys. I mean, they basically brought in the entire Houston, the Houston Baptist yeah. offensive staff, which is yeah. like an aeroid type. Uh, but, yeah, Indiana, that was, you know, they were 1-2 coming into that game, but they were a preseason top 25 team. They had that huge breakout year last year where they are really good. Um, so, I mean, that's not bad. You lose by two. I mean, I know that was a home game, but still, it's this, this not bad. Clearly, it nope. could do a lot worse. Um, and then UAB Tulane. So, that was the uh, one of the two big games was UAB Tulane. UAB got 21 nothing. Tulane kind of got back into it. Uh, but UAB won that twenty-eight twenty-one, so now all the Tulane fans can say, if if UAB had, had lost, they say, oh well, that's just proof that the um, the AAC is just the strongest right. conference ever. But now, that UAB won, it's like, oh well, this is just proof that when we add UAB to the American, this is just long-term. UAB is going to be a great fit for the American. So either way, they could have justified it. Um, but yeah, good win for UAB, and uh, what are they three and one now? Three and one. Yeah, and, and two
0: lanes one and three. So they'd, yeah, uh,
1: they're going to have to really scrape to get into a bowl now. So
0: the New Mexico UTEP UTEP
1: three and one, yeah, like a bowl team.
0: Worst three and <laughs> one because
1: they beat New Mexico, but then Cookman and New Mexico New State. Mexico State right. um, but the three and one, and uh, yeah, if they get to six wins, you know, to be capped, to I may mean, not. Sure. I don't know if that'll even happen, um, but I mean, I guess they still got a couple winnable games given to CUSA. So we'll see. Sure.
0: <laughs> They've been so bad. Um, I guess it's Dimmel that's there. Yes. And he turned around a couple really struggling pro- programs, I guess, late 90s, early 2000s. <coughs> uh, Houston was one of those. And... Yeah. And
1: then he, or he might have, he might have, or he might have done really, let me pull up this Houston. Uh, he might have, there was a coach there. I can't remember if it was him or not, where they like went windless. I don't know if that was him. I don't,
0: I don't think that was him. I think he kind of turned them around. Um, but he's oh no, yeah no weren't. he actually did it was so and why he did a good job of Wyoming
1: we went that's what that's what I was thinking of twenty two to third or twenty two and thirteen in Wyoming then he went to Houston went eight and twenty six okay and then uh, he was at Kansas State for a while as OC
0: and then he's at UTEP so but he's yeah people people have gone back to that I guess it was I was remember that wrong it wasn't Houston it was Wyoming and, and how bad Wyoming was and how we turned them around and. Is it even possible to turn UTEP around and, and this kind of stuff? So it's yeah, it, good to see them be three and one and, and have a chance at a bowl um, in conference matchup. Um, well, let's, we can talk about UTSA, Memphis. Uh, that was a great game. Oh, is that the, not or the two?
1: Is that not on there for some reason?
0: It's not. I don't know no, why no, it's not showing up why. on this page. Um, but the two, I, I'm I'm about tired of two Lane and Memphis playing teams that uh, yeah, yeah. it's it's uh, giving me. Yeah, It's making it a hard decision of who to root for when they play those games Yeah, um, that are kind of connected to us as well. But, um, yeah, that great was, there. That's, that, that was, was a huge win. Yeah.
1: So Memphis was up 21 nothing. I was thinking, oh, well, because Memphis has really had some high-octane offenses, mm-hmm. uh, really dating back to Fuente when he got there. So I was thinking, oh, this is going to be like a typical Memphis game where Memphis was like 58-31 to or something. UTSA clawed back, then hit a 40-yard field goal uh, to win. So, I mean, yeah. Based off those UAB and UTSC results, I mean, you got to think those two teams in the class, of the conference, and then of course, yeah, in the division. Of course, I mean, the winner of that will probably end up winning the division. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was a big win going to the um, Liberty Bowl and beating Memphis. So, it also makes uh, State look worse for uh, losing to
0: Memphis. So, it does. I, th- I mean, I still think Memphis is a pretty good team. But, I, I I I agree. I think I think Memphis will uh, they'll be competitive in the AAC, but. Um, Yes, yeah, uh, those UTSA fans are feeling really good right now um, and have been a little annoying on Twitter yes. uh, with the newfound success, but that's, uh, that's part of it. Part of the experience is these, you know, startup programs all of a sudden <laughs> get really good and get a lot of confidence and talk down on Southern Miss because we've had a bad decade and all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. So um, uh, undoubtedly, we will talk about conference realignment again uh, on Wednesday But yeah, big big win. Uh, UAB, UTSA, those are. I mean, UTSA. We I guess we talked about this um, maybe after week one, but outside chance that they could go undefeated eleven or twelve games. Yeah, (laughs) because that was the big game that I was looking at. was like, okay, well, they got to go to Memphis. That's gonna be
1: pretty tough. But if they can beat Memphis, I mean, so they play UNLV at home. They're a twenty point favorite. UNLV is zero and four, right? So they'll win that, and then they go to Western Kentucky. They go, they host Rice, they go to La Tech, they go to UTEP, and then they play us. I mean, honestly, they could be undefeated and ranked when we go to the Alamo Dome, and then they finish with, they play UAB at home, which, um, that's big, that they don't have to go to Birmingham, and then they finish at North Texas on the right. So, I mean, you know, this typical CSA fashion where you do really well in non-conference play, and then you, like, drop a game to some team you shouldn't drop a game to. I remember, like, Houston, one year, I mean, this, like, 2009, they beat um oklahoma state and texas tech in the non-conference and everybody's like oh but houston they're a bcs buster they're gonna be a you know they were like top 10 and then they went to the sun ball lost like 59 of 42 to Utah or somebody yeah. so i mean those things happen in cusa but utsa um i mean i still think it's gonna be tough for them to get the new year six ball just because um cincinnati's in the way um but yeah utsa really looking good um, is one of the top uh, Group of Five teams so far. So yeah,
0: saw some saw some people say that they they feel like UTSA might be the best Group of Five team, and yeah, that's you know, I, I think it's it's hard to compare them in Cincinnati at this point, but or even Fresno or, or sure, even Fresno State. You I mean, but you go and win twelve games and win the conference. You know, I I, I would be really interested to see if they do squeeze in that in the year six, or
1: at least just seems like it like. Because, you know, the Alamo Bowl is in San Antonio. Maybe the Alamo Bowl can make some crazy deal and say, hey, we're going to take a 13-0 UTSA this year yeah, and put them against, I don't know, like Baylor or somebody. I mean, that would be a huge draw. Be, yeah,
0: it would. It would. So, Jeff, Jeff Traylor's got it going on uh, at UTSA. Um, Marshall Lap State, the Thursday game, that was a really good one. Great atmosphere
1: yeah. um, in Boone. A lot of Marshall fans. Future Sunbelt match. Yeah, so a lot of Marshall fans were saying – they were kind of, that were maybe on the fence about some they saying, saying, oh, man, that's a great atmosphere. That's the best atmosphere we've had since, you know, in a decade in CUSA. Right. So that kind of um, opened up some eyes at Marshall, I think, about uh, a possible uh, Sun Belt move. But, yeah, uh, great uh, great game. I thought Marshall was going to win, but they've had back-to-back games uh, against ECU and App State where they had a chance to win and they couldn't close. But uh, I still think they're probably the team to beat out in the East. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I do too. Um, um, the yeah, God the, God. yeah, the other games because I just because there's a couple of games. No, the the only
0: the only in conference game was Middle Tennessee and Charlotte, right? Yeah, that was Friday night. There's some weird. Yeah. Call,
1: I didn't see it. there was a weird call in that or something. That's all people complain about the refs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't believe people complained about Cuse refs, but uh, yeah, never heard that. One. Um, Buffalo, Old Dominion almost beat Buffalo. Um, that was thirty-five-seven at the half. Old Dominion came back. Uh, I mean, it looks like they got a couple of. Oh, so I didn't I didn't see this. So it's thirty five twenty eight, Buffalo, and then Old Dominion scored a touchdown with nineteen seconds left to make it thirty five to thirty four, and then they missed the extra point. <laughs> so it was like when the Saints back in like 03, they got all they got all the laterals, but then they missed the extra point. Um, so kind of like that, but not not quite as painful. But uh, then. Uh, lot Tech – no, okay, this was the other uh, conference game. Lot Tech um, beat North Texas 24-17. Um, I didn't really keep up with it. I just saw Lot Tech won. But, yeah, they got off to a good start in conference play. Yeah. Um, uh, Central Michigan beat FIU 31-27. Um, no, I don't have much to say about that, really. I don't um, – Uh, And then I guess we can talk about this a little bit. Texas Southern and Rice. Rice won forty-eight to thirty-four against Texas Southern. Yeah. And Texas Southern has been a very bad SWAC team for a long time. They went so they went zero and eleven in the last uh, full season in twenty nineteen, and they went one and two in the spring. But like dating back to twenty eighteen, they won like two games. They've been like a just winning a couple games a year, basically on the SWAC for a long time. They lost sixty-six to maybe sixty-six to seven the Baylor. I think will be pull that up uh yeah 66-7 of baylor and they played rice pretty close i mean 14 points yeah so that i mean that, i think that shows rice is beatable uh just when you play one of the worst teams in fbs uh, or fcs uh, just a 14 so
0: yeah the question for rice is the offense is you know can you score points and you score 48 against texas southern not sure that's a great indicator of an above-average offense, um, but you know that's that was that was the issue with them, uh, or has been the issue with them for three or four years. And so, uh, again, yeah, you, you, I think you feel pretty good um, going into that game, um, even though you are the underdog, um, unless that that line. Moves. I was
1: surprised to see that actually, because um, the S and P Plus ranking actually did have USM pretty. A little bit. I mean, we were like hundred, and Rice was below one twenty, so I kind of thought it would be favored. But who knows? Vegas probably looking at some other numbers. But yeah, I, um, I think it's this winnable, and I think um, sure. then after that you have UTEP. So if you beat Rice and UTEP, you go three and three, and that sets up UAB at home, which could be
0: a pretty fun game. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, kind of one of those like take your best shot kind of games.
0: So yeah, I, I like how the schedule sets up. Um, those first two conference conference games are highly winnable. And so you, yeah, you come off this this brutal stretch, um, and again, come out of this this Alabama game, which you know is, is always really physical, but uh, largely injury free, and um, and so you you know the question is mentally, can you can you completely turn around and go from playing in Bryant Denny to you know playing in a very very different environment? Graveyard. Um, <laughs> yes, as it has been um, accurately described. And so that'll, that'll be a test um, in different ways, um, but you would, uh, you know, obviously love to start conference play 1-0, and especially after, you know, starting 1-3 and and a lot of people are, you know, questioning um, a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, or at least the progress that has been made or was, was promised. And um, yeah, so that, I think that's a way you can shake a lot of that stuff off uh, is to start 1-0 and and then have a great chance to be 2-0. and Going into that, or uh, yeah, going into that UAB game. So um, yeah, like how that sets up uh, for sure. Did uh, did we ever get any questions? Or? We didn't have any questions. I just looked okay. at. It. We didn't have any questions. We had a bunch of good questions
1: last week, so I guess everybody's everybody's taking a break. Question. Not, I mean, not much to say about yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true.
0: And <laughs> um, we will we will put out um, another call for questions. We will open the mailbag uh, for the Rice game before we preview that on a Wednesday night. Uh, so that'll be a lot of fun. Should have another really good interview. Um, uh, that is, it's, it's tentative, um, but uh, it's, yeah, something we're really excited about. Hopefully that uh, pans out. And so uh, we would love to have you tune into that. Uh, that'll be out late Wednesday, early Thursday at some point. Um, do, do have a few oh, okay. comments. Um, Are they funny? From yeah, kind. Are of. Are they from, from people we know? <laughs> from ZM seven eighteen. Uh, I'm not sure who that is. It just says muster buzzer. FAU gonna win the Natty. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so funny. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, that's that's pretty much it. Just kind of no. Okay. Uh, do love to see uh, people being active in the chat, but uh, nothing. Nothing really of substance there, so oh, okay. uh, I, I think um, <laughs> I think that'll about uh, wrap it up. Again, we will break down another big weekend uh, in Conference USA and, and the huge um, initial conference matchup. CM seven eighteen is is firing it off in the, in the chat, um, so. Yeah, y'all be sure, be sure to uh, tune in to that recorded episode, again, out late Wednesday, early Thursday, uh, and then we'll go live again on Sunday after that Rice game, and um, yeah, so looking forward to that. Anything else we should uh, talk uh,
1: about? <laughs> yeah, I mean, just very minor, another football scheduling thing 2024 yep. a couple days ago they announced yeah. we, we talked about this a couple of, that this was probably going to happen because McLean talked about it but southeastern louisiana 2024 three hundred fifty thousand dollar guarantee that's mm-hmm. the second game of the year is after ohio state so mark those calendars for september 7th against southeastern louisiana yep don't schedule any weddings or anything on that day don't make your vacation plans don't go to until september 7th 2024 because you got to watch us play Southeastern louisiana that's right so that's right and that'll
0: uh If if history is a good indicator, uh, again we've talked about this that um, you know that'll be more of a test than most uh, most FCS games are. So um, yeah, good addition to that schedule, um, a tough one um, for sure. So uh, that will about do it. This has been another live episode of Buzzardry. We appreciate you guys tuning in. And we will have uh, the Rice Week episode out later this week and then hopefully another good interview. Uh, Be sure to go uh, and listen to last week's episode again with Bradley Warshour, Black and Gold Review. We had a lot of fun with that. So be sure to check that out uh, for Patrick McGee. My name is Ben Milam, and this has been another live episode of Buzzardry. We appreciate you tuning in, and we will see you next time. This has been Buzzer Dream. Thanks for listening, and be sure to share and leave a review. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Buzzer Dree Pod for all you need to know about the show. See you next time.